Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. I sound like a frog. Not a cool frog, though. You're no, not no. Frog. What's that? You're name? not Kermit. You're not Michigan. Michigan J Frog. You're none of the Hello, cool my frog. honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime gal. You're yeah, you're you're, what's, you're, you're Constantine like, at best. Constantine I was gonna say, you're more like that puking frog thing from uh Simpsons. Oh yeah, the prince. The oh prince God, that... please kill me. <laughs> Blah. no yeah. i i don't have that we one. used to get champagne until somebody ruined it <laughs> anyway so i have a little bit of a sinus drainage thing going on i apologize to our listeners <laughs> sorry i forgot the joke our listener boy that killed oh yeah. yeah well i mean it would help if we had an interactive audience to see what this we week we're talking about dragons and our favorite dragons throughout all of mass media now, real quick, I gotta ask. Yeah, and I'm sorry if I'm ruining ruin, ruining somebody's pick. Please tell me somebody has not picked Puff. No, oh. you know, oddly enough, though, there are there. If you do a search for famous dragons, Puff comes out near the top. Because I guess if you're really into '60s drug culture, or you grew up in the '80s when it was all of a sudden a song for children. Wait, but it, has that officially been determined that Puff the Magic Dragon? Is about drugs because I thought that was actually said no, it's not drugs. It's literally a song I, I don't about know. a dragon. I don't know. No, it is technically a song about a dragon. I'm betting a token though, dragon. Chad, that I'm dragon betting... one toke over the line. Sweet Jesus, one toke over the line. Thank you. Uh, oh, who played that, Lawrence Welk? Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure. No, down in a railway station. Do y'all not know the story? The I think it was it was Lawrence Welk. I think who who said, "Oh, it must be a hymn because it says sweet Jesus in it." Do you not know that true story? No, no. because I was too entranced by his tiny freaking bubbles. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't think it caught on with adults because uh, they 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 wanted to talk about dragons. I okay. seriously, I never even as a kid, I hated that song. Whenever some when somebody somebody would try to play it as a kid, like in school, things. it I starts. Didn't. I just hated Puff. What about Soup Dragon? That's a it band. It started, by things. the way, that that link to drug culture Google started it. in 1964 because Newsweek Soup accused Dragon. them of it uh, because they said it contained veiled references to smoking marijuana. The word "paper" in the name of Puff's human friend Jackie Paper <laughs> was said to be a reference to rolling papers. The word by the sea was interpreted as by the sea, as in cannabis. The Ugh. word myth stood for smoke. The land of Hanalee stood for hashish. And the dragon was interpreted as dragon, i.e. inhaling smoke. So... Now, that's what Newsweek reported in 1964. Now, were they just overreacting? Because, of course, in the 1960s, if I learned anything from Reefer Madness and all those films, one toke would kill everybody in the room. One toke <laughs> over the line. Sweet Jesus. Oh my God. Soup Dragon. I'm, I'm trying to listen to Soup Dragons, but I'm on my third ad and it's the, now it's the, the, the bells, Hershey <laughs> kisses and won't let me skip it. They had well, a while you're, while you're dealing with the bells, let me remind you that it's not as much on TV anymore, at least that I've seen, but the Fruity Pebbles ad, you can look, watch anytime on YouTube. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. I'm ha, ha hungry. That's also about marijuana. That's because they got the munchies. Jesus Christ, that song's eight minutes long. I'm not listening to that. No, listen to the one. They only had two hits. And one of them was when they died and hit the ground. Yeah, Soup Dragons. That's the best dragon band. Oh, yeah, Divine Things. I like this song. Yeah, I do too. Now, they're going to tell you Imagine Dragons 
is better than the soup dragons. Now they're I mean, just wrong. They're just damn wrong. Don't they have a they have a Muppet in one of their videos though, Joe? It's hard to Imagine argue. Imagine Dragons with does. Do yes. Does this? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just don't listen to that. Uh, Devilly music. I don't listen to that ye and anti-Semitic uh, blathering. I don't think that means what you think it means, but. So, gentlemen. <coughs> yeah, if you I'm watch the video, first. if you watch the video for Radioactive Joe, it does have a dragon in it. It's so, uh, right, so uh, yeah, by the way, it. Soup Dragons only had the one good song. No, there's another one. Nah, I'm listening to the three of them, and they all suck. No, there can be only one. one. Divine but things, good. I'm free, and Mother Universe both are terrible. Free to do actually, I'm free's we're really well used in that the world's end now, which is another good movie. There you go. Doesn't have a dragon. The best dragon in movies is. Ooh. I think I have it. I'm curious because I have what I think is in movies. I think I have what is the best one. I do too. Okay. So I'm, do you want to go first or me? No, go ahead. I'll just argue with you. Dragon Slayer. Nope. What? It's got nope. Peter McNichol. But nope. is he the dragon? Oh my no. God. Why isn't Peter McNichol dragon? Yeah. If Peter, <laughs> it's Peter McNichol, not the dragon. It's, okay. it's, it's so. Peter McNichol. <laughs> I like Dragon Slayer. It's a movie that I think is forgotten a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say you don't hear too many people talk about Dragon Slayer. I yeah. don't even think you've seen those reanimated or what? What are the uh, reaction? They haven't done reaction figures for Dragon Slayer, and they've done them for just about everything else. Yeah. So honest, what I was when I was googling this because I like Dragon Slayer, and it's it's written and directed by Matthew Robbins, and Matthew Robbins would actually go on to have a really good career. Um writing with and actually he directed one of your favorite movies chad batteries not included yeah i'm not arguing that dragon slayer is a not a, it, it's a good film and I bingo just, you love bingo oh god I hate and the bingo. legend of billy jean you love that movie too oh man um my my daughter is on a kick um of uh you know she, i'm introducing her to music both new and old because she she you know introducing her to female artists um <laughs> both new and old who might inspire her to keep practice playing the guitar uh, or you know doing what she, doing what she loves which is music and i i introduced her to pat benatar and i forgot the the song inevitable or is it indestructible indestructible was from billy jean i've never seen it <laughs> i haven't either <laughs> i've seen the last scene that's all i've seen of billy jean well, so Chris, I would, I don't think I knew that much about Matthew Robbins. I almost called him Chris Robbins. He actually wrote that movie Warning Sign that I'm the only one ever remembers. And he wrote Sugarland Express for Spielberg, too. But he wrote several movies with Del Toro, Crimson Peak, Mimic, hmm. his new Pinocchio. But anyway, he directed Dragon Slayer, amongst others. And Dragon Slayer's slow. It is. Yeah. It, it has one uh, of the coolest posters, though, in movies. It has one of the coolest posters. I actually have the, uh, <laughs> the day bill for it or maybe i have the coming i can't remember but what i was trying to figure out was who made the dragon because when it comes to representation the movie's a little slow i still like it I, i'm quite fond of it I haven't watched it in a long time though but it's one of those dragons that just is a dragon to me it's what i kind of picture in my head as a dragon and i don't know if it's because i saw that movie with a dragon when i was young and that's imprinted or if that's what naturally i want to see but that's it Right. And I looked it up. So the I, Industrial Light Magic actually won an Academy Award for the work on the movie. Dennis Murin and uh, Sam Comstock. I'm not making that up. But the actual dragon head 
was sculpted and operated by a guy that I've tried to get on the show now for three, four years, Chris Wallace. And if you don't know who that is, Chris Wallace designed the Gremlins. Yep. And directed the fly too. And worked on the fly and blah, 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 blah. He's a very talented guy. I've tried to get him on the show. I'm not going to give up. But Dragon Slayer, gentlemen, is it's kind of when I think of it, it's the dragon from Dragon Slayer. That's what I think of as a dragon. There's some other great ones. There's some good ones. Yeah. There's one that I love the dragon in, but I don't care for the movie. Keep going. Who's next? James, you want to go? This was your topic. I'll let you go, and then I'll... Uh, you know, so, there's, there's about three, and I figure that I love, and I figure y'all are going to take one of them, but I have to start, just because he's such a unique dragon. I have to start with probably one of the only dragons to come out of the, the early aughts, but that has maintained so strong of a fan base that when they announced that they were going to try to design a board game for him and they threw it up on Kickstarter, <laughs> their goal was to raise, I think it was $75,000 to design this board game. And they ended up raising $1,421,000 because everybody wanted to play Trogdor the Burninator. Trogdor! Uh, Trogdor the Burninator, Chad. You look puzzled. Let me explain. Trogdor is a dragon. Joe, did you know who, do you know who this is? I have no idea what he's okay, talking about. Okay, because you... Trogdor I, I, I was is getting a off dragon. Of, I thought the reason I'm know, laughing is because I have no idea what he's talking about. Well, yeah, because I... I Trogdor is a dragon. He's in video games, but he, he... I'll tell you where he came from in a second. But his sole purpose, Chad, is he shows up... He has one arm that looks like it lifts weight. He doesn't have two arms. It's like he didn't lose one. He, was, he only has one arm. But he has a beefy arm for beating people down. I got a beefy um, arm. And otherwise, stick. he shows up to, Nibbling. quote, burninate the countryside, inclusive, inclusive of peasants, thatcherous cottages, and all things related to peasantry. Trogdor the Burninator is a creation of the mad genius that is Strong Bad. Oh. He, was, he originally started from Strong Bad because somebody sent an email going, hey, prove that you can be an artist, and Strong Bad said, well, I'll draw something that would be on a cover of a, of a metal album. And he basically just drew an S and then put a, uh, a literally a big arm on it. It says he only needs one arm because that's all he needs to beat people down with. Oh, I think I'm remembering this now from Strong Bad. And he Bad. goes around and he literally, like, he just goes around and burns down villages and peasants. That's all he does. Now, when the, the, the brothers chat, which are oh, the guys yeah. behind Strong Bad... When they created this character, they honestly thought it was a one-off. Nobody's going to care. And then literally, it became such a big hit. Trogdor has his own metal theme done by a heavy metal band. Trogdor has his own song on the Strong Bad album that came out in the early aughts. But then, like I said, in 2017, as a joke, they said, would people fund a board game and they had enough of a response. They're like, well, we'll kick it up on Kickstarter and see if it raises any money. And they were, again, they said they'd released a game that made $75,000 and it raised once again, $1,421,903 from 23,338 <laughs> backers. That is proof that if you're talking about pop culture dragons, you got to mention Trogdor, the Burninator because people love that silly cartoon from the internet that has since became its own thing. So if you've never seen Trogdor, I'm not saying you should rush out, but quite frankly, I would. And even talking about him, I want to go back and watch some of the old Trogdors. 
because he's Trogdor, the Burninator, and he's here to Burninate the countryside. I did not think that's how James was going to start. Well, no. I wanted to leave my other ones in case you all needed them, because I figured my other ones are a little bit more mainstream, but we can't not talk about Trogdor. I mean, yeah. we would lose our street cred among the geeks. And obviously you people weren't going to talk about him because no. you're no, I completely forgot about strong. Uh, whatever his name is from strong. Trogdor. Trogdor. Trogdor the burninator, Chad. <laughs> he burninates the countryside. Look it up. So, so Joe, I was half teasing you about yeah. this being the best dragon of all time. And when you think about dragons, you don't think of this character because it's not a typical dragon. It's not the, 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 reptile faced fire breathing type of dragon but in my childhood you're going in my childhood the dragon that i loved the most was falcor the luck dragon the yeah. luck dragon from never ending story dragon. now now if only there was some sort of song that would if remind we me lucky. of falcor if only somebody had made a song about that movie he was in in one two three the never Fat bottom women <laughs> You didn't even do the right Quaid lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> he messed up. That's something we we do this all the time. We'll sit here and go the never yeah. ending story. Well, so much so that there's two times in media that I've even though there's a movie that came out a few years ago that came out 18 years after we made Reminiscence called Reminiscence. I've still not watched it. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if they ripped off our plot or not. Oh no, they did it. No, they didn't. No, no, no. People saw that one. Yeah, they didn't like it, but it had that <laughs> one. Really, it had that one. I, I didn't care for it either, but it had that one actress who I'm in love with, and I can't remember her name from Doctor Sleep. Uh, oh yeah, I got a crush on her too. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> I forgot where I was going with this. Oh yeah, that's the Clerks two about <laughs> Helen Keller that straight up happened. That did. Kevin that Smith did totally was following us around. It's almost verbatim. Yes, because you screwed it up and said and none something. of it. Was, yeah, yep. absolutely. And then yeah. we saw it in the movie, and I was like, "Seriously, somebody's following Joe around." And the other one is I completely forgot what I was talking about. Falcor. Falcor. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things season three. We did that shit all the time. Those Duffer brothers are once again following us around. Yeah. <laughs> or. Geeks are so mainstream now that it's just socially acceptable yeah, to have these I weird know. conversations. That's, yeah, yeah. We weren't him. the Duffer only brothers ones doing off. I want to <laughs> check now. <laughs> but no, Dad, I mean Falcor. Falcor, Falcor is not story? your. It's not your typical dragon. Instead he of a lizard lucky. face, he has a big puppy dog face. It's so cute, and you just want to squeeze it and play well, all day with it. And but he has he a has personality. Those little beads things on his back of his ass. Yeah, ever pay attention to that? So yeah, watching that in about fifty-five inches and at high def, and you're like, "What are those white bead things on your ass, Falcor?" Dingleberries. Well, they're white. They look like pearls. He's Falcor a magic unicorn. Pearls. You think he? You think he poops like just brown turds? No, he poops pearls, man. He's tell you the truth. I didn't really think about it, Chad. Magic, magic dingleberries. He also oh. had the weird pink scale. I mean, he had the pink scales that looked more fishy than it did reptilian. But he was a beautiful dragon, and he was the dragon I wanted to ride through New York and terrorize kids, thinking I was going <laughs> to let him eat him. And by the way, uh, shout out to Chris Miller. He just 
and message me. Chad pointed out that I sent the invite to the wrong person, sent it to our friend Chris Miller. He just emailed me asking me if we were going to have a live Predator 2 viewing and if this was the link. <laughs> we could. I wouldn't mind. Well, it. Yeah, I'd love to do it with him. I really would. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I just, my top dragon pick would have to be one of those important pieces of my childhood, which there's going to be a few in my, a few in my roster for today, if you all don't take them, but Falcor. But, but but given that Chad, and given all all these (laughs) other factors, like it sounds cool, but the problem with Falcor, like I imagine hanging out with Falcor is he's always optimistic. Yeah, yeah, that that does get kind of annoying, doesn't it? And that wouldn't work well for me. Like the first time he did his "Never give up and good luck will find you." No, no, Falcor, that's not how it works. I have genetic factors against me. I have this going against me. I have so why don't you shut up, Falcor, and go fly around and find some more bullies for us to chase? Why don't you do that, Falcor? So that's my point. Yeah, Falcor. Good luck. Things are gonna happen to me. My horse just drowned in mud. Yeah, yeah. I know. He was delicious. (laughs) I mean. That's it. I I, I admire. I admire the the like I again. Falcor is like one of those people that yeah, it'd be cool to know him, but it'd also be I don't want him living in my house, right? Like the first right. time well, he's he awfully burst, big. Yeah, and the first time he burst in the wall and was like, "Hey, I was just thinking about what a beautiful day it is." Falcor at five a.m. in the morning. No, nah, he came in through the same whole Kool Aid Man made, and then he ate Kool Aid Man because he oh, was that thirsty. ain't that ain't right. <laughs> All right, here's my second pick. So we've all picked different. We've all went at this in a totally different way. And I wanted to make sure we hit various. Oh, I know, but we've all went at this in a very different way. You guys are very reminiscent uh, of the things of your childhood. And I'm like, no, that's a kick-ass dragon. That's the one I'm going to talk about. But the second Dragon Slayer is part of your childhood too. What the hell are you talking about? But I went, but you were picking like, oh, he's very fond. And I was like, no, it's just a cool movie with what I think a dragon should look like. Do you see? You're fond of that movie. You're fond of the movie, but I don't know that I'm like, oh my god, you you you, like I like Falcor too, Chad. It's not a judgment. No, I'm just saying you're you're saying that we went a different direction. You went the same direction as us. It's different because second, I'm going to pick out another set of dragons. Okay. That I think are amazing. They probably look slightly better, but once again, I have an affection for what that's supposed to look like. Did you say affection or infection? I have both. Rain yeah, of was, Fire. That was my. That was on my list. Oh shit! Sorry, Chad. No, no, it's okay. I've got others. Movie. I've got a huh? Not a good movie. You don't think so? It's it's not. I didn't care for it when I watched it. The best parts are the dragons and 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 Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. That's what makes it. That's what I. That's why I enjoy. But it. it's an uneven picture. Matthew McConaughey kind of has a bitch death after they built him up so far. He has said that's actually one of his favorite characters ever to play. It's cool that he's from Kentucky. I always think. Yeah. And it's Van Sant or Van Eyes or whatever he's called. But interesting enough, I think the dragons in that look amazing, and that's another where I oh that's what a dragon should look like. And it's filmed in Ireland. It's beautiful. And it has a Christian Bale is in it, but I don't remember Christian Bale in it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So, I mean, he, he's he's very flat. Alexander Siddig was in this movie. Yep. And in 2015, he did an interview for the AV Club. Can I real, read you this quick, interview? Real quick, before you do, for those of you that might have accidentally traveled through time from about 1991, Alexander Siddig is El Fadil Siddig. Go ahead. All right, everybody listening? 
Yeah, who? Uh, yeah, he was uh, in Kingdom of Heaven, and that's it. No, he oh. he's he's best known as the uh, as the uh, nephew of uh, of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Okay. Back on my down. The only thing I remember about that was the first day. The first day he came into the trailer where we were all having our makeup and shit done. He was like, guys, need your attention, please. And we're like, yeah. And he said, um, Mr. McConaughey is going to arrive on set about 15 minutes. And I have to give you a directive, which comes from the producers, that you're not to call him Matthew or Mr. McConaughey or anything to do with his real life. You must call him Van Zandt. Van oh, Zandt is his character name. Hold on. No. And if you meet him outside in the road, even if you meet him out in the town of Dublin, where we're shooting this movie, you must call him Van Zandt. And that is exactly what I remember about the movie. Because as the first AD left the building, I shouted rather lamely, and he's got to call me Elvis. But he didn't call me Elvis. In fact, he didn't call me anything. <laughs> Which is a shame, because every indicator I've ever had, Alexander Sadig is a lovely human being. Yeah, oh, and every indicator, for, actually, most stories. Plus, he's in Doomsday. Is nobody's really had a ton of terrible stories about Matthew McConaughey either. Yeah. Right? But I, uh, never, I don't think we've ever got a negative story about Matthew McConaughey. I don't remember one. I don't remember one either. But out of all the movies where he had the method act, <laughs> Reign of Fire. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I do well, enjoy it. I, I don't... Actually just haven't seen it in a long time. And I remember being so disappointed in the theater. I need to go back and watch it. I was never disappointed with it. I I legitimately enjoyed the dragons. I loved the story arc that the dragons burn everything down to ash so they can eat it. Yeah. That's the whole reason they, that that's their motivation. And I've just, I never heard that in a, in, in an explanation of what it, what a dragon lives Wait for. A Why breeze fire. Did also, that rip off Trogdor the Burninator? He burns the countryside yet. Also, he can eat a, it. <clears throat> it's got an alternative explanation of, how dinosaurs might have been killed off by actual dragons. Yeah. I just and love that. That being whole said, the idea of a dragon underneath the city of London still asleep that's just accidentally woken up by Alice Craig Krieg or whatever and her son is yeah. slightly And Borg Queens don't know when to quit. But it's a movie about dragons. You have to that you just can't it's a suspension of disbelief. I mean, like you can't go, okay, it's, it was sleeping underneath the ground. Okay, now let's do something cool with it. And that's what I liked about it. But yeah, Christian Bell was, that. out of all the movies Christian Bell's been in, that may be his least, that may be his least performance. performance other yeah, than agree. Terminator Salvation. Yeah, that's another bad movie. But that being said, I think I would have bought on to it, gentlemen. And maybe James will follow me on this one. Instead of a little boy and Alice, and I love Alice Craig. She's a great, great character actress. But if it had been Quartermass and he'd been in that pit. Yeah, no, that's good. And yeah. then he dug up a dragon, then I'd be all on board. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah. I, by the way, the fact nobody's done anything with Quartermass. I, I can't believe anyone's, no, no one's done anything with I don't know why. Or Quartermain, quite frankly. I mean, both of those would be. Quartermass and Quartermain, yeah. I, I, I totally I agree. Don't see how they haven't been revisited at all. No. I mean, they never dropped Doctor Who, so why not Quartermass? I don't know. Anyway, who's next? James, I believe. I've talked about this before, but I, I want to mention it because it's it's technically a quote-unquote um, teen or young, uh, not young adult. It's it's probably, I don't know, eight years and up maybe book series. But quite frankly, as, as I've read it to my kids, I must admit I enjoy it. <laughs> the Dragons in the Wings of Fire 
book series. There's now 15 of these books. They're New York Times and USA Today bestsellers. Quite frankly, I, I'm going to get some heat for this, but I really don't care. Um, they're more mature than Harry Potter, and to me, as an adult, that makes them better than Harry Potter. And what I like about the Wings of Fire of series... Um, no, not, uh, by the way, what you, Your what you might like about it, is different than what you might like about it is the human It's not told from a human point of view because screw a bunch of humans, they're scavengers and they're just rats that live beneath the dragons well, and I the dragons see. do not like them. They'll eat them if they have to, but they do not like them because they're scavengers, they're waste, they're filthy little creatures. It's told from the dragon's point of view. And, uh, Tui Sutherland, who created the book series, each book connects to the other one, but basically she picks a dragon and tells it from more or less, it's not done first person, but kind of their point of view, how they see the world. And what's, again, what I really like about it is that this is a book. These adventures have consequences. It's not Harry Potter. Oh, I'm going to go and do all this stuff. And at the end of the day, yeah, I may get, but I'll fix it with magic. No, there's a dragon that goes on a quest. I won't ruin it in case you end up reading it to your children, but I do actually recommend them. They're great because they do teach lessons, but at the same time, they they show that you know these things have consequences. One of the dragons ends up blind because he he basically goes places he's told not to go, and he does learn something from it as far as helping the other dragons, but he pays the price for it too. And so that's kind of a theme of the books, and it's there's there's moralities and all this stuff, but I really do appreciate the fact that Tui Sutherland has built this entire world across 15 books. Now, now there's comic books too. And allegedly, I think Netflix or Amazon one has optioned the series rights to make into a movie. Um, but they're just, they're, they're really well done. And so if you've got kids and, and you want them to read something that a, you can stomach to read. Well, if you do something like you both you tell your kids, if you'll pick a book, I'll read it too. Try to get them to pick Wings of Fire. Because that's what I did with my kids. Uh, we're through book 14, the 15th one we haven't got to yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a great series about, uh, there's different clans of dragons. The mud wings live in the swamp. And so it's all about who can you trust, who can you not trust, and all this lore. And without going into too much detail, at the beginning of the uh, series, which is the Dragonette Prophecy, is the first book, the five dragonettes from each clan, there's five that are stolen and they're hidden. And they think that if they can get these five dragons from the clans to work together, that they'll come out and they'll unite the clans back together. You don't know what happened. All you know is at some point, all these dragons betrayed one another and everything went to crap. And things are falling apart and there's a nonstop war. And they hope that these five dragonettes young dragons mm -hmm. can come together and get them to stop. And that's the prophecy, but there's some complications with that. And that one of the dragonettes uh, that they were, that was in the prophecy, they accidentally uh, killed. So what does the prophecy actually mean? It's a really fascinating book series. And again, the reason it's so well done is it doesn't immediately go, Oh, well, you need a human to understand it. It's, I'm, the older I get, the more I get a pet peeve about that fantasy stuff. Uh, or even science fiction. Oh, you need one normal person to be able to understand the world. Movies do that a lot too. Tui Sutherland doesn't play that game. She drops you right in the middle of the world of dragons and you'll figure it out as you go. It's a lot of fun. Cool. My favorite All dragon, right. by the way, is named Clay. He's a mudwing. They can live underwater for brief amounts of time. But he also I know is... Clay Sturgeon. 
big and 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 kind of awkward. So yeah, sounds like a description play. It's kind of mean, <laughs> awkward sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but you can't live underwater. I'm not clay. No, but I don't think he can either, unless he's secretly a snork. Sure. Is clay a snork? Could be. All right, who's next? I'm delving deep into my childhood again um, because I want to talk about another dragon that I am very fond of that I honestly think is probably one of the coolest, if not the coolest dragon from my childhood and is still popular today, Tiamat (coughs) from Dungeons & Dragons, the animated series. I was that the little one. No, this is the big red dragon, the villain of the show. Who I don't the, remember. I swear, it's one of those things I loved as a kid, and I don't remember. I yeah. remember the trailer or the opening more than I remember the show. Well, the dragon that you show the scene right. the opening is is Tiamat. Uh, he is the five headed dragon. Each head of the dragon is uh, has a different special power. Like there's a there the the main head is fire. Like there's a white headed there's a white dragon that spits ice. There's an another blue one that spits lightning. Yeah. Uh, I think the green one spits acid. I don't know what the black one does. Um, but uh, it was a cool dragon. And every time he came on the screen, you knew you were in for a treat because it, that, that's what made the the main sorcerer, who I think is named Vinger. Vinger. Vingar. Vingar. He, it was the only person that he was afraid of was Tiamat. And whenever he came on the screen, all the kids ran for hell. And w- there was trouble brewing. And he was just cool. This the the his roar, the way he stomped in, the way he flew, the havoc that he caused. I was like, that's what a dragon is. Is Tiamat? Uh, it was just it, he he is a great, and I I believe he is from the Dungeons and Dragons game. James, am I correct on this? Yeah, yeah, I um, so. yeah. Uh, so I, I just, I, I really like Tiamat. He was a great character. I don't have a lot of that on him because there just isn't that much unless I go into the game, which I don't understand the game. I've never been able to play it. It's one of those, I've always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons to well, get that. Experience. You worship Satan if you do, buddy. I All hell. All hell what? All uh, hell. Joe you Pesci. All oh, hell. All oh, hell. hell. Joe Pesci. All oh, hell. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just I really loved Tiamat as a kid, and um, I that's the main reason I watched the cartoon was for Tiamat. So that's my third, that's my second pick. Joe, what do you got? Well, my third one is animated, and I could go two ways with this. And I don't know, do either one of you have animated dragons other than Chia Pet? Tiamat, I got one. You got another one? Yep, it's not the one you're gonna have though. Yeah, go ahead. I have Joe. two though. I could talk about. I'm sure neither one are mine. Do you mind if I talk about two at the same time? Well, go ahead. No. Well, the reason is, is because as a kid, <clears throat> I guess this is part back to what we want. Maleficent is pretty awesome from Sleeping Beauty. And then Maleficent turns into the dragon at the I end. I was going to say, I knew that was one you were going to bring up. Actually, I thought I was kind of shocked you didn't do that one first. It was honest. so cool, but it was such a bitch ending. <laughs> and which way? The fact that she becomes this big dragon and it's awesome and it's cool. And then immediately a, a, a sword gets thrown in her chest and she dies. Yeah, it yeah a little bit. I guess that's true. Well, yeah, it's totally. By the way, it's a total uh, Deus Ex Machina, right? It's like, yeah. oh, it just so happens. Well, yeah. yeah, because honestly, there's no one in the kingdom who should have been able to beat Maleficent. Yeah, she just should have ruled the kingdom, and she and got those, her feelings hurt, and she said, "Fuck you, I'm taking this kid." And she could easily defeat those three fairies, but yet those three fairies can de- develop two weapons that can defeat her. I'm yeah. like, n- none of that. Uh, 
<laughs> what they should have done, Chad, is call for the only dragon that could have taken her down with his one beefy arm that could have smacked her. <laughs> now, Trogo when I talk about Burton. Maleficent, I am, I am only talking I am, about that. I'm just really glad people got so fed up with Disney shit and ruined that studio. So I am I am only talking about and it's not that I don't like Angelina Jolie or the movie was okay, but I am talking about the animated dragon. Now the other animated one that I love is Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I was gonna say Toothless, which by the way, Toothless was basically designed that was based on a book series. It's book. a cat. Yeah. It is my but cat pickles upstairs. It's based on I mean it's, it was designed by the same guy that designed Stitch. Yeah. I didn't and know that, but tell. it's a cat. Oh yeah. No, it's voiced by the same guy that voices Stitch too. It's the director of Lilo and Stitch. It's the guy that went over because he left Disney and created Look It Up. I believe you. I like Toothless. Yeah, I know. Well, Stitch isn't a dragon, so. Well, I know, but this is about me right now. It's not about you. It's never about me. Harlan Ellison into this? Never about me. No, he didn't. Well, actually, you know, he may have done a dragon. uh, You got me thinking. Go ahead. I'll think. I've watched the movies. I like Toothless. It's cool. It's a cat. I swear to God, it's like watching my black cat uh, uh, pickles. And I appreciate that they did that with Toothless. And I've always liked the movie. Who's next? James. Hold on. We'll see if Harlan Nelson did anything with dragons. Chad, Joe has me thinking do you now. want me to go? Yeah, yes. go ahead and go. He's All right. Cool. So so my third pick, and I've got, I've got three honorable mentions. Um, this dragon is created for the sheer purpose of of just completely wiping out a storyline and allowing the story to continue for season after season after season after season. I am referring to Shinron, the dragon from Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Okay. He is the dragon who, when anything bad happens and the heroes from Dragon Ball have to fix the, 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 the great travesty, they collect all seven Dragon Balls and they say the magic. Sorry, I don't try to just the magic spell, and then Shinron appears for them to make their wish. And sometimes it works for the good. Sometimes it gets screwed up, and then they have to again uh, power up and fight whatever whatever travesty has happened has been caused by their wish. It is a plot device, nothing more. But the dragon is cool as hell. He is this massive lizard-like dragon who takes up the whole planet and just circles around like a giant snake. He does no harm. He's just there to grant the witch, the witch, the wish, but he is so menacing and he can be a smart ass too, which is one of those things I really liked in the, in the, the American dubbed version is if they can't make the wish or they're saying the wrong wish, he will bite back at them and say, do better. And there's this giant, just this giant, huge dragon telling them this. I, it's, it's just so impressive, the sheer magnitude of the dragon. And I, 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 I still love Dragon Ball Z. I don't want to seem like I'm shitting on it. I, I get that it, what it's doing here, just by creating this. But I, I still love it, and I love Shinron. And I had when we're talking about dragons, I had to talk about Shinron. It's a great, it's a great tool. It's a great tool to keep the plot device going for as many years as it has been. And continues to. James, do you got your... <laughs> well, I was going to say, there oh is a God. story. God. You okay? Yeah. No, there. You just got real excited, and it blew up in our faces before your mic auto-corrected and got the levels back down. Sorry. Stop blowing all that in my face. Sorry. There <laughs> is some of it there, on my chest. 
There is a story by Harlan Ellison called Delusions for a Dragon Slayer, but oddly enough, he fights the devil in it. So it's a fantasy story by Harlan Ellison. Uh, anyway, um, that being said, there was one that I thought I should probably mention because, again, there are tons of video games that feature dragons, of course. Um, but probably the most famous video game dragon would be Spyro. Yeah. And Spyro is basically a young, smarlic, energetic dragon that was raised by dragonflies because his egg got left. So his best friend is a dragonfly named Sparks. And Spyro decides he's going to take down all the evils that are out there. And so uh, Universal Studio originally owned all the characters uh, because they had Universal Interactive. Um, but since then, it's went over to Activision, basically owns them now. And then Activision got bought out by Blizzard, uh, which makes, you know, World of Warcraft. But anyway, uh, I say all that to say it's amazing kind of that we haven't had a Spyro film yet because Spyro himself has a long list of people that have done his voice, many of which are names that if you do, if you're a fan of animation, you'll know. Or if you're a fan in the case of the original voice of him, if you're a fan of Reno 911. Uh, Carlos, uh, I always get this wrong. I apologize. Al's Rocky. Al's Rocky. Thank you, Chad. Um, was the original voice of Spyro. Then Tom Kenny uh, was the voice of Spyro. Jess Harnell was the voice of Spyro. Elijah Wood. Jess Harnell is Yakko. No, Wacko. Wacko. Sorry. Uh, Elijah Wood who never has done anything involving dragons or fantasy worlds ever. Uh, Josh Keaton, Matthew Mercer, Justin Long. Actually, I'm sorry. Justin Long was the original Spyro. That was, he was the first one. My apologies. And there is also a evil version of Spyro that is voiced by Jason Ritter. So, but basically it's, it's a, as a video game plot device, he, there's an evil wizard and an evil orc named Nork Nork or something. Um, and Spyro is just going to take him down. That's basically the plot. But he was raised by a dragonfly, so he doesn't know exactly how to fly. He glides. And it's basically a story about a dragon that wasn't raised by dragons having to go on this epic quest to undo this evil. That's the basic plot of the game. But Spyro has obviously proven himself popular. Uh, you know, the the first game in the series dates back to uh, the 90s, I believe. And by the way, Spyro, if you weren't going to name Spyro, Spyro is a purple dragon. If you weren't going to name Spyro Spyro, what what would you name it? I don't know. Well, originally they just thought they'd not name him Pete. But of course, <laughs> there's a problem with that. Pete's dragon. Pete's dragon. So when they, they were like, oh, crap. Which is actually Elliot. Yes, exactly right. right. Yep. Uh, so... Originally, by the way, he was going to be all green and named Pete. They changed him to purple, and uh, they actually made him younger because originally he was going to appear older, much like Elliot. Uh, and then, so they made him younger, and they made him "quote unquote" mischievous. Basically, they Bart Simpson him up. Um, that's my words, not anybody else's. Um, but yeah, yeah, he can glide, but he doesn't quite fly. He does so. You can run, but you can't, can't glide. glide. Anyway. <laughs> USA, um, USA. All right, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a, a video game series that's been around from the '90s. It's crossover with other games, and people love Spyro. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I played one Spyro game for about thirty minutes. 
not that I didn't enjoy it. I just, it was that time in my life when I didn't have much time. Um, but people loved the character of Spyro. So if we're talking about pop culture dragons, we have to give Spyro a little bit of credit because he's been the dragon that stuck around. There's been tons of dragons in video games, but this one has stuck around probably the most. So there you go. All right. So we're talking about honorable mentions. The most yeah. three dimensional character dragon is Smaug. Yeah. No who argument. actually has who talks, who has a purpose, who has a personality, who has he's just a big well in terms author. of in terms of uh something that's actually good, yes. What do you mean? There's another movie that has all those 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 comparisons, but it's not good. Are are you talking about Dragonheart? Yeah, I figured James. I thought James was, I was, was Draco. Be James. Actually, I and I will defend. I actually now I know the author of Dragonheart says the book is better and the book is better. Yeah. The book is a much more fleshed out thing. But and we would love to have you on the show, sir. You're in Georgetown. Just stop on by. I am utterly we'll shocked that James went with Strong Arm's uh, character instead of Dragonheart because he talks about Strong Dragonheart. Bad. Strong Bad. Sorry. I used You're going to get cartoons. so burninated. Anyway, no, Draco uh, as a dragon, honestly, why is it so great? Is Sean Connery voicing a flipping dragon? And we had Patrick Reed Johnson, who was the original director, who originally got everything together here on the show. Yeah. And he talked about it in quite detail of how all that happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to cut you off about Smog. No, but Smog's. So for anyone who knows me, knows I'm a huge Tolkien fan. I'm not quite as crazy as Stephen Colbert and a few of the others, but I love Tolkien. And small, it's just a three-dimensional character, and I, I, I do love him. And that is the best. Actually, that's probably the best, one of the best parts of the Hobbit trilogy. They should have never made the trilogy, but they should have made one big-ass, kick-ass movie, and that would have been it, or maybe two. But he's that scene is probably one of the best scenes in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, going back to, to uh, Draco from Dragonheart. Go back and watch that film. Yeah. Fast forward to the end. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Dragonheart, mute me for about the next, <laughs> I don't know, 45 seconds. Um, <clears throat> when, so it, it, real quick reminder for those of you that, that are still listening. Um, they have to kill Draco, right? He's given half his heart to the evil, the king that grew, or the kid that grew up to be an evil king. And the only way to kill him is to kill Draco because that as long as Draco's heart beats that so he's got to kill it. Get to the end, mute the dialogue or no, you can't mute it. Listen to the score. That score is by Randy Edelman, if I remember correctly. His death death scene score is really good. And it makes the death of a dragon. And in theory, even though we got a ton of direct to DVD sequels, it makes the death of the dragon that score makes that scene work. If you don't like the rest of the movie, fine. I get it. I have a soft spot for it because Sean Connery doing the dragon. But that musical score doesn't get enough credit. Check it out sometime. And, and again, ignore the rest of the movie, but there's something to that musical score. Anybody else? Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, Joe, are, were you done? Were you yeah, done I was letting one of you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Dave I'll do my... cut me off. It's uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do I'll do two I'll do three quick. Uh Terry Gilliam's Jabberwocky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that dragon, even though it's so cheesy, but 
I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, this one's technically not a dragon, but if we're covering all pop culture, we have to talk about the savage dragon in comic books. Yeah. Even though technically he's not a dragon, he's what they call he's the the image comics version of a mutant, which they're just called freaks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's just a big, strong green guy who has a big uh, fin on top of his head that makes him look like a dragon. He is a really cool comic book character, by the way. I just want to point out he's just a schlub who's a sh- who's a cop who's constantly getting his ass kicked, even though he's indestructible. His uniform's always getting ripped up. Uh, the Savage Dragon, and then finally. My my last honorable pick. I am just going to do a song and see if you all can guess what it's from. American jerks are going home. Now we sleep for a thousand years. When we wake, the world will end. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. The the red dragon song. Red dragon ep- tattoo. No, from Goo Goo Guy Pan episode of The Simpsons. When they go to China. Yep. <laughs> I, I, you, don't a couple... remember the, you don't remember the red, the white, and the gold dragon as they fly in and they're they're playing the they're playing their instruments. Yeah. Oh my god. I do. <laughs> I do. That is great. You're right, well, Chad. That should have been my number one. Trog, that's <laughs> the only thing better than Trogdor. I, I, a couple other honorable mentions I feel we do need to mention is of course um from Godzilla King King Ghidorah. Yeah, from 2019. Uh well, actually originally from Ghidorah the three-headed monster in japan um has crossover with multiple godzilla films um and then the uh the other one i think we need to mention because if you're of a certain age you know this there's two that you know and oddly enough both of them involve one actor directly or indirectly mushu from mulan yeah and honestly I was thinking about that when they were doing the live action one. I was like, what are you going to do without Eddie Murphy? Like, there's no, I mean, without that type of character, without that type of. I didn't bother watching the live action one. Um, And so, uh, Mushu is, you know, he's a little dragon. He's a runt. He's not supposed to be, but he ends up having quite a bit of heart to him. And then, with that being said, the other dragon that you've got to mention, because I will never forget my youngest sibling screaming, I want a dragon donkey um, from Shrek, right. the dragon that they have to rescue Fiona from, who eventually becomes Mrs. Donkey, I guess. And they have drunk donkeys, donkeys are what they call uh, which are dragon donkeys, which means that a donkey that Joe, this is your adult film that you want. This is your mature film. There's somewhere, probably a cut of Shrek where there is, I don't know hot dragon donkey action? I don't know what that would be. I don't know that they actually would have Is it eggs? Would it be eggs? How would that work, Jim? I don't know. But You I, know I, these things. You watch films. Well, and the other one we probably, we didn't talk about Game of Thrones either, and some of the dragons are pretty good. Actually, my favorite Game of Thrones dragon is the ice dragon. Yeah. Well, and then if you get into ice dragons, you can, I mean, you get into a lot of, like, there's, there's in, <laughs> in World of Warcraft, and the Leech King and all that stuff, you get dragons there too. And and there there's one the you know the toughest one I haven't played in years, but was an ice dragon. And it was you know, all of your other ones had to get together to try to take it down. So yeah, I mean there's just a ton of them. So that being said, we've now done an entire episode where we've highlighted a couple of dragons. Why do you think dragons stick around? Uh, like we there's tons of mythologies. So there's cool. tons of mythologies that we don't touch on, right? I mean, very rarely like 
well, I'll use this example. Giants, right? Jack the Giant Slayer. They tried to remake that movie a few years ago. Nobody went out and got a giant tattooed on them. No. Nobody is. I got a red dragon tattoo. It's just about it's just about on you. Yeah. I got it. If you got it for me, yeah. Thank you. Um what is it then? What is it about dragons that it they're they're they're, they are the cornerstone? I mean, literally when they designed a game and they wanted it to be a fantasy game, they called it Dungeons and Dragons. It's not, you know, orcs and basements or dragons are awesome. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I decided, I mean, honestly, we've got to, when, when I thought about the episode, I was like, oh, dragons are cool. And then I was sitting there going, why are dragons cool? I don't like lizards. I mean, I, they're okay. Don't get, I'm not anti-lizard. Lizard people don't come at me. I'm kind but, of anti-lizard. But I mean, you know, I like, the, come you know, at me, bro. I don't, I mean, I'm not offended by the Geico Gecko or anything, but I also don't think I need to hang out with him. But what is it about a dragon where it'd be like, yeah, I'd go see that. I don't know. We love them. And they're all across different cultures, too. It's not like it's just here. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. They're awesome. All right, guys. So this has been our dragon episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Anything before we go? Um, Now we sleep for a thousand years. When <laughs> we wake, the world will end. Do, 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 do. Red dragon <laughs> tattoo. It's just about on me. I got it for you. So now do you want me? That's a great song, by the way. Fountains of Wayne. If you've not heard Fountains the song, Wayne, it's, used, Red Dragon Tattoo. it's used heavily in Kingdom Hospital by Stephen King. Yep. But if you've never heard Red Dragon Tattoo, check it out. That and is sadly, awesome. they're mostly known for Stacy's mom. But she's got it going on. on. Yeah. Yeah. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs>